Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's Friday. These weeks just fly. Don't they? It's amazing how how, how, uh, fast they go by. I'm glad you're back at your home base. You had a safe trip from uh, Massachusetts, I, I can see. Yeah, I had a safe trip. I mean, it was not without adventure, but that's a story for another podcast. You know, it's amazing. You were telling me that you were driving down, and at one point on the on the, the road, you you got a little sleepy. That kind of creeps up on you, doesn't it? Sometimes you can be driving along feeling pretty good, and then you'll yawn like once, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're you're fighting to stay awake, and it and it really is scary. Well, you know, is when you're when you're driving along, and all of a sudden you're in that scene from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, mm-hmm. where you know you're you're waving at the guy as they're <laughs> driving by, and you're pointing at him, you and know, he's going the and other you way. You got the devil's horns on. <laughs> you're that, going the wrong way. That was a great scene. If you haven't seen Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, uh, it's worth renting the movie or or finding the movie just to see that scene. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, uh, a lot of things going on. You know this. This case that was the biggest news item uh, in the world like three days ago from New York, the indictment of President Trump, supposedly, it has really sputtered out. I mean, right now, I guess they're talking maybe if there's going to be an indictment, it might be next week. But now they're even questioning whether uh, Alvin Bragg is is going to go anywhere near it. Now he, he seems to be indicating that it's President Trump's fault. President Trump uh, was making a big thing out of nothing because he hadn't filed any charges against him. This is what he's saying, essentially. And, uh, and oh, what's but, he talking about? I wasn't yeah, going to do hey, anything. Uh, it wasn't me. What the heck is going on here? But uh, he, President Trump, always well, on the offense, he came back. He, he released a, a letter from Stormy Daniels. And <laughs> this kind of takes the, the wind out of the argument's uh, sails. Listen, to whom right. it may concern... Over the past few weeks, I've been asked countless times to commit, I'm sorry, to comment on reports of an alleged sexual relationship I had with Donald Trump many, many, many years ago. The fact of the matter is that each party to the alleged affair denied the existence in 2006, 2011, 2016, 2017, and now again in 2018. I'm not denying this affair because I was paid uh, hush money. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading with bifocals, and I'm getting to the line in my bifocals, and uh, it's causing me to miss words. But anyway, uh, I'm not denying this affair because I was paid hush money, uh, as has been reported in overseas-owned tabloids. I'm denying this affair because it never happened. I will have no further comment on this matter. Please feel free to check me out on Instagram at, and I'm not going to give the address because she's not worth the time of day, okay? But uh, that's signed Stormy Daniels. Um, I don't know how anyone could pursue any kind of case uh, seeing this letter. This is an, an admission that nothing happened. She says she got hush money. I mean, and she, if she got hush money... And she didn't have the sexual affair with Donald Trump, then it would, I would think she extorted the money from Donald Trump. You know, it was yeah, black. I would too. Now I forget her attorney's name. Uh, it was but, uh, Michael Avenatti. 
All right. Now, Michael has done a lot of different things, and he kept going after this and going after this and going after this. He's in jail right now for, I think, several years. He's, he's gone away. Haven't yeah. I? He's gone bye-bye. Well, he was in that, uh, that uh, what was it? Was it the Pepsi, uh, the big Pepsi uh, lawsuit about the jet? You know, I you don't. About I, that, the kid I, that I don't. The, I don't remember that, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me. He was a a, a glutton for publicity. As a matter of fact, at one point, uh, his sycophants over at CNN and MSNBC were talking about uh, the, he would be a great presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. He would be no. the perfect man for the Democratic Party to uh, to run as president. Oh my God! And then, like a, a, six months later. He was wearing an orange uh, jumpsuit. Uh, yeah. She, there, there was a promotion that uh, th- this kid figured out. He cracked it. I don't know whatever happened. There was a documentary. I, it, it, it was on TV, and then it kind of just went away. But he was representing the kid. And uh, in a nutshell, they were just doing this fluff piece. It was all tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you drink Pepsi and you get these awards... You could win, well, this jet if you drink enough Pepsis. Mm-hmm. The kid did the math on it and went out and bought, you know, all the cases that he needed. Yeah. Didn't have to drink the Pepsi. Right. He just bought the cases and, and got backers and said, you guys owe me this, uh, you know, this Maverick jet. And they're going, and their attorneys go, it, it, it was a, it was, it was it, a mistake by the yeah. marketing department. <laughs> I guess so. And, Makes an expensive one, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know how it turned out. But Illuminati was in that then, you know, they they lit him up on that one. So I don't know what the heck happened with it. But well, he was a uh, a glutton. Every time he saw a camera, he had to stand in front of it, and he loved being the center of attention, Avenatti. And uh, he was making all kinds of accusations. And he was uh, Stormy Daniels' attorney, I believe, at the time. And yeah. and Cohen at the time was, I believe, working with Donald Trump, Michael Cohen. But yeah. then again, you know, there's another guy who got ticked off at Trump because when Trump got elected as president, he didn't bring uh, bring Cohen down to Washington. He had nothing for him. See, Trump is not a stupid guy. I mean, you can you can think you're playing the guy, but you're really not. He sees it. And he didn't bring Cohen down to Washington and going. I guess Cohen got ticked off, and the rest is history. He started to go after uh, President Trump. Then he ended up going to jail for a while himself. And I think he was. And I could be wrong, but if memory serves me well, I think he was released from jail not because he'd finished his sentence, but because of COVID. I think that they, they were letting guys out of jail early because uh, it was not a violent crime that he was sent in for, and it was safer for him to be out. Well, yeah, you you got this attorney, that attorney, you've got Stormy Daniels, and the credibility of both those clowns together, uh, you know, equals nothing. So, you know, the, this was a big nothing cake, but the, the media was there to sell it. Oh, yeah. Um, another piece of news which has slipped by the radar, nobody's talking about this in mainstream media, is the mother of uh, the January, January 6th prisoner, the QAnon shaman, you know, Jake uh, Chansley, mm-hmm. the guy right. who was walking around the horns and the uh, fur vest, um, but was doing so peacefully, it was proven. 
Anyway, she's now saying that uh, her son will be released from prison really soon. That's a quote. He got four years in jail, but thanks to Tucker uh, and his show, I think he's going to get out earlier because people are starting to realize that they have an innocent man in, in jail for no good reason just because he's dressed up in, in a funny outfit, you know? I mean, if, if he's in prison, I would submit that the guys, the guards who walked him around the Capitol, they literally walked him around like he was being escorted. There was no violence, no anger. He walked through a crowd of Capitol police at one intersection in the Capitol. There must have been like nine policemen. He walked, they parted for him. He walked through it. Nobody grabbed him and put him in cuffs and dragged him out, you know? They just got out of his way, and he just kept walking. So if he was a violent person, they you, somebody screwed up in the Capitol Police. But uh, any, anyway, he is uh, he's going to be released soon, hopefully. At least that that's what uh, his mom said, which is a big deal. Uh, also, um, I got some great audio from uh, a hearing yesterday. Uh, diversity. Equity and inclusion. Ah, yes, those are the three, the three letters that mean so much in Washington D.C. right now. I mean, inclusion. Oh, it means a lot in in just about every branch. It means a lot in the military, which is probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they're having a heck of a time meeting their enlistment goals because people are saying, right. "I don't want to be involved with that." You know, I heard uh, in a story yesterday that cadets at West Point had an, ex- an exercise about using pronouns. Cadets at West Point, these are the officers that are going to have to, uh, you know, walk with, uh, with soldiers across battlefields, but yet they're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, amazing. But anyway, uh, we have a piece of audio from Matt Gates. He's talking with... Uh, a, a gentleman named Cisneros. He's the Undersecretary of Defense for for Personnel and Readiness. And uh, he was being grilled, and he was talking about diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. And um, I think uh, he got nailed. Listen. Back to the tweets of the racist person that works for you. What does caudacity mean? I have no idea, Congressman. You took six months to investigate one tweet? You didn't even figure out what the words meant? I didn't investigate the thing. She's a DOD. Well, uh, you said in a Fox News article that you were going to take 30 days and investigate, and it took you six months. In in a six-month investigation, you guys didn't learn what caudacity meant? I think you know. I think every person that's going to watch this exchange knows you know. It's it's. She's trying to lash audaciousness with someone being Caucasian, isn't she? I have no idea, Congressman. Wow, what an investigation! When she well, does PD I did sessions, not, I will says, say I did not do the investigation. She is a, a GS employee that's employed by Dodia. Well, Dodia conducted the investigation. Gosh, uh, the Pentagon told Fox News Digital that Gil Cisneros would provide a final decision in 30 days. So they gave. So someone at the Pentagon is throwing your name out there as being responsible for this, and now it looks foolish that you're suggesting you don't know what that means. PD, well, I would say PD, that. Hold on, that quote sessions. did not come from let's me. Go to, let's go to let's go to this, Mr. Cisneros. From. What's a PD session? 
Um, my guess would be personal development. Personal development. You don't think it's professional development? Another open matter for the investigation that it didn't resolve. So you don't know what caudacity means. She's obviously talking about professional development there. And like when she says, I had to stop, the, or let's go to the next claim. The caudacity to say that black people can be racist too. Mr. Cisneros, can black people be racist too? I've already stated, Congressman, that I didn't agree with her statements. But I'm asking about that provision. Can black people be racist? Uh, this this question is about me or my personal beliefs, but again, well, I, you're the I don't, leading official I, over DEI. I don't a agree. racist person who works for you puts out these tweets, and you won't say whether you agree or disagree. I told you, Mr. Chairman. I, I don't remind members to observe standards of decorum. This is okay? decorum. It's my time. Can black people be racist? I do. I do not agree with that tweet. Do you agree with that statement? I'm asking you a statement. Can black people be racist? I'm not going to answer that, Congressman. Why not? Because it's it's you're asking me a personal opinion, and that's not what this well, is Actually, about. I'm asking you in your capacity as a senior DOD official in the Biden administration who is where we see recruiting falling off the table, whether or not the embrace of racist tweets, whether shuffling these people around rather than firing them, and whether... This little exchange here is helping or hurting recruiting. Let's go ahead and put up the recruiting. I, I will tell you, we do not support racist tweets. We do not support racism. Well, did you fire this lady? Again. You as, hired her. As I stated, I did not hire her. As she was, hired her. As, as it was stated earlier, she's a DoDEA employee. She's a GS employee. The inquiry that was done said these these tweets were done on a personal matter. Oh, a personal matter. It, it, How do you know it's it a personal matter a personal, if you don't know that the PD can stand for within, professional development? And Mr. Cisneros, within. this is a professional development session where she attacked white colleagues and took the position that black people can't be racist. Now, you can't answer basic questions about it, and here's what I would propose to you. This is what we're looking at in recruiting right now. It's fallen off the table. And when you have employees that you don't fire, who do racist things and say racist things, then you really hurt the ability to recruit people who want to be part of, a, of an inclusive and diverse force. I would say the data that we have is not, the recruiting is not falling off because of that. But again, the Department of Defense, Dudia, does not agree with the tweets that she made. It was she at three o'clock during the workday. You didn't fire her. If someone puts out racist things, do you fire them or do you just move them around? That was not an official, that was not an official, that's her own personal See, Twitter here's account. The, here's the problem with the double standard, Mr. Cisneros. When Caucasian members of the military post about the Second Amendment or supporting building the wall, you all seem to be on a white supremacy snipe hunt. You seem to take people's personal views and weaponize them against them. And I've had people in my district who serve that wonder whether or not some joke that they forwarded or meme that they liked is going to result in the ruining of their careers. But you have no such interest when it's a person like this. You delayed the investigation. Your own name was what on what DOD put out as conducted the investigation. You delayed it. This lady makes like $160,000 a year. Do you really think today the taxpayer should be paying this lady that amount of money? The uh, investigation was not conducted by me. That was never... Well, why did the Pentagon say it was you? I don't know who the uh, Pentagon in that said that, but I will tell you it was a misstatement. But Mr. Chairman, true. I seek the to enter... The investigation was well, conducted what, by DoDia because she's a DoDia employee. Well, it, 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 if you just fired racist people, then maybe you wouldn't have to go through this. But Mr. Chairman, I have a series of unanimous consent requests. Without objection. So, so first is Pentagon drags out decision after probe into woke diversity chief accused of anti-white people's tweets. 
The second is Wing selected as DODEA Chief of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and that uh, is from DODEA.edu. The next is Everybody Can Be Racist, DOD Chief Diversity Educator Defends Tweets Targeted Toward White Educators. Okay, that's Matt Gates from Florida talking with uh, uh, the Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness and talking about uh, Kalisa Wing, who was the diversity, equity, and inclusion chief. Can you imagine if they had had a division or a chief for that, like even as recently as like 20 years ago? People would, they wouldn't believe it. But now they've put all these little departments in there, touchy, feel-good department heads, and, and they're making it so difficult for a lot of people to do their job, I, I point again to the military. The military is their their charter. What they're supposed to do is break things and kill people. I hate to sound crude when I say that. Um, That's exactly what they do: break we, things, blow things up, and yeah. until we get uh, we get your attention, and then we can sit down and talk. I would say maybe uh, the most. Uh, the worst thing that could be done on the planet is to kill people, but their job is to do that to protect our country. And yet uh, they're concerned with pronouns. I, I, again, I point to West Point having, I guess, a whole semester on on pronouns. What's your pronoun, officer? Ay, ay, ay. Um, we are doomed if we continue down this path. We have... We have enemies meeting in Moscow, mm-hmm. Xi and Putin, and they're, they're talking about an alliance that hasn't been uh, forged uh, in over a century. And we have our people in Washington talking about the most nonsensical things on the planet. You know, Matt Gates to be talking about reverse racism People, I'm sure, are going, oh, look at that man. My goodness. He's, he's a racist to talk about that. No, no, no. He's just reversing things. He's taking the playbook of the left and using Shoving it, it against down their them. throat. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what's good for the goose should be good for the gander, right? Should be, but it, they don't like that. I mean, I, I threw you a joke out there. But it was a joke. You know, but... Uh, you know, how far from the truth is it? I mean, I could sit there and say, you know, I identify as a black person trapped in a white body or enslaved in a white body. Now, does that entitle me to benefits if I truly believe that? Hey, do you remember, Bill, about about a a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I forgot Mm -hmm. her name. There was a woman who was the head, I believe, in Seattle or Portland or someplace out in the Northwest of uh, a branch of the NAACP. And uh, come to find out, her parents, both parents were white, and she was a white person. And Mm -hmm. she got caught uh, pretending to be black, but instead of saying, oh, you got me, (laughs) I'm sorry, you got No, no, her response was, well, I relate to the black experience. I feel like a black person, so therefore I am a black person. And, you know, well, many on the left went along with it, Bill. There, there's a lady in the news now that identifies that she is a hawk. Some kind of red-tailed, black-tailed hawk. But either way, 
that is what her pronoun is. I'm a hawk, and uh, I just happen to be does she have, have a, a human form? But does she, she doesn't have, know why? Does she have a beak? I'm just saying. Does she? Have, uh, no, she doesn't know why she has human form. Yeah. That's her thing. Uh huh. But you know, I'm wondering if all of this I I identify as is just your way of getting attention or getting something that you don't really rightfully deserve. You know, it's yeah. Well. Uh, I don't know how they can continue down this path uh, as a society. I say they, we, but I I can't relate to it. But there are a lot, are a lot of people who are embracing this, this woke uh, environment, and it's going to destroy us as a nation. Well, I think so. I think it already has. I mean, how do you how do you react to it? Because I try to be understanding and accepting. All right, so. If somebody goes, yeah, I'm a fire hydrant, and uh, I feel like dogs are taking advantage of me. All right, you really do feel that way? You know, now I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I need to get this guy to a psychiatrist <laughs> and find the rubber room for him. But, yeah. you know, the, there are people that have, you know, they've crossed over this 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 line and is it a purposeful or, you know, have we pushed them that way? I, I don't get it. You know, for centuries, and I, I mean for centuries, there were institutions for, for people who uh, were mentally ill. And they weren't nice places for the most part. Maybe some of them started out as being uh, clean and they were designed for a couple hundred people. And then all of a sudden... There'd be 2,000 people in there. They'd be filthy and they'd be overcrowded and there'd be all kinds of violence and they would be literally hell holes, okay? But, but that wasn't their initial purpose, but that's what ended up happening. I can name a few. You, you can see them on... If you watch some of these ghost uh, hunting TV programs, they like to go to these places and do investigations, in quote, right? And, uh, but... They did exist, but they were places for people who thought weird stuff. Well, we don't have a place for people who think weird stuff anymore. We don't have it in our society. Maybe we, maybe there's a couple of places, but they're not, for the most part, they're halfway homes or people are treated with medication and sent back to their families. And then all of a sudden, they're surprised that Junior went out with a shotgun and shot a bunch of people or something. Well, yeah, they, the places for people with weird thoughts that used to be around had weird people running them that liked to play with them and do evil things to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, in my my estimation, they do need help. But you you can't if you've ever known somebody that has uh, bi that's bipolar and they, right. I think they put them on lithium mm-hmm. and they go, okay, this is good for thirty days. Well, some people. And they're great. I mean, you know, they take, tell you take it, and everything is great. Everything's honky dory. But let's just say that day twenty-three into their thirty-day ride, mm-hmm. it quits working. They can't get the new dose until thirty days, or if they do it early, then the clock keeps moving back, and you can. Uh, sure. Next thing you know, you, you've got a month of being <laughs> because they have no control of yeah. anything. Yeah. And yeah, um, that's what I'm wondering. You know, is that you know there there are some mental things out there, but you can't say you're mental. And and you know you know what you can't say anymore. 
you can't say that many of the people who are homeless on the street should be institutionalized and should be taken care of. You can't say that anymore because you're being divisive. You're being a racist. They, they throw the term racist, by the way, at anything nowadays. If you double park someplace, you're a racist. I mean, that's, they've taken a, a word that used to be really specific and really uh, meaningful. When you said to somebody back in the 60s or 70s that he's a racist, you knew exactly what you were talking about. The person was, you, you were talking about somebody who was discriminating against somebody intentionally and doing it sometimes with great pleasure. But now the left has diluted that word so much, it means so little when you really think about it. I mean, you'll say the darndest things. Sometimes you'll say, uh, well, you know, uh, he, uh, he doesn't think like me. Well, you're a racist. You're a racist for saying that. Um, and and that, that is the society we're living in right now. Yeah, it is. You know? Uh, so anyway, uh, we are, we are uh, you know what? Going down. To, I don't know whether we can recover. I hope a lot of people in the center, a lot of people who are moderates or conservative, are hoping that if Trump gets back into office, he can uh, etch-a-sketch a lot of this stuff. But it's really deep into our society right now, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And I was just sitting there thinking, you know, the the next step that Joe's going to do is he's going to have to appoint an identity czar, a person that is going to be the czar of people and how they identify Ooh. to encourage you to come out and identify and to make sure that you and your voice in your head gets heard. You know, think about it. I oh mean, my it's, God. It, you know, th- 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 that when you said that, it gave me chills. Somebody will be judging you based upon yeah. how you're acting. You know, uh, are you really being who you purport to be? Well, the government says you're not, you know. Ooh. Yeah, and if you and if you sit there and let us talk to you, we'll find out how you, who you really are, and there's benefits for that. <sighs> it's all about controlling the population, and whether you like to believe it or not, this is about getting votes. In the meantime, we have a border czar who's doing absolutely, positively nothing. Zero. Uh, we have and they're the czar of uh, nothing. I told you about that uh, story yesterday about the little two-year-old. Uh, God, thank God that uh, that pregnant. It's, it was bad enough, by the way. He was found by a pregnant woman who was on her own trying to get across right. the border. I mean, that by itself is a terrible story. The fact that some woman who was uh, carrying a child and walking through a desert and uh, trying to get across the border on her own, and she stumbles across a two-year-old, and then being responsible enough to take him to a border guard and say, look at there's a little two-year-old boy. He's not mine. I found him wandering in the desert with a backpack. Two. And that's what, that's what Joe Biden and his administration has allowed to, to, to fester happen. He's allowed an environment where people can bring their kids, dump them at the border and leave, and uh, they can fend for themselves. Um, It's scary. It's sad. It really is. We played a cut uh, a little while ago from Matt Gaetz, 
And right. I have another cut from Matt Gates. He he's been a busy guy. Uh, he was talking about. He was a fireball on that last one. Oh, he was. Well, listen to what he's going to do. He and Marjorie Taylor Greene have something planned. Listen, President Trump might not be the only person answering questions about prior conduct. There is news regarding Tara Reid. Now, as you may remember, Tara Reid is the former Senate staffer of then-Senator Joe Biden, and she made allegations that he violently sexually assaulted her in the Capitol building while she was trying to physically resist him, that he did very terrible things to her. And so she put out a tweet recently that got some attention. Here's the tweet for those listening. So I'm not a former porn star, nor did I receive hush money. I was a Senate staffer for Joe Biden when he sexually assaulted me in 1993. To date, no investigation, only media attacks and trolls aimed at me. I ask again to at MT Green and at Matt Gates. when will Joe Biden be investigated? Thanks. Congresswoman Green saw this tweet and she felt as though we ought to get the answers. Now, no person's allegation should ever be taken at face value. There has to be review, there has to be corroboration. I took particular note in this matter that Tara Reid's mom had actually called into Larry King Live to talk about her daughter's experience as a staffer being sexually assaulted by a powerful man. That seemed to be some real-time acknowledgement that a bad thing had happened here. And so uh, Congresswoman Green brought this to me. She brought it to the chair of the Oversight Committee, Jamie Comer, and Chairman Comer told Congresswoman Green that we would be fully authorized to bring in Tara Reid to take her transcribed interview to get the facts and to understand what really happened with Joe Biden and this allegation of violent sexual assault against an employee, against a staff member. So Marjorie Taylor Green tweets back, Tara, thank you for bravely speaking out about such a horrible sexual assault you endured by your boss, then-Senator Joe Biden, as a young staffer. It's time to take a stand against the two-tiered injustice system. At Rep. Matt Gates and I would like to invite you to come to Washington to speak with us. We will be in touch very soon. So there you have it. There you have the news. Tara Reid will be coming in to give a transcribed interview. We will get the facts. That is the plan now. Oversight Chairman Jamie Comer has blessed this to Congresswoman Green directly, and that is why we are endeavoring to follow the facts. Isn't that a good thing, to actually look at the facts, evaluate the evidence, work to corroborate claims that are made, and ultimately attempt to achieve a just result? That is what we ought to do. That's big news. It really is. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, talk a little bit about Tara Reid. Tara Reid was an aide, a big supporter of Joe Biden, Yes, and she was. a lot of people look at her now. Uh, this happened, what, 35 years ago? Uh, quite mm -hmm. a while ago. Well, now she's a middle-aged woman. She's uh, gained a little weight. Uh, she's, not, uh, she's not the young ingenue that she was when the attack took place. And people kind of, I've heard this. I've heard people kind of, kind of laugh her off like she's trying to get attention. No, 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 no. This is a serious lady who was assaulted. And some people might say that she uh, has changed physically because she's gone through so much stress and trauma from the attack. And, and, and people have also criticized the fact that she's going after Biden. 
there's nothing wrong with going after Biden. He's got a history of, uh, of this over and over and over again. He is a predator. He is a sexual predator. And age does not matter to him. You've seen him sniffing the hair, uh, hair of kids. He's taken showers with his own daughter. Yes. Uh, he, he is a predator. It is rape. And now, well, you know, you know my involvement with, right. you know, trying to do you know, stuff yes. on that. But uh, with rape, uh, a woman's rights. It's you know, violence. She's looked at differently. It's violence. It's an attack. Yeah. It, it, it's as much of an attack as if you hit them with a baseball bat. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that people sit there and go, that's disturbing. What's more disturbing is not the fact that you're disturbed by what happened. Right. It's disturbing that you will not listen to her and do something about it. And so why do you think women's suicide rates are up? Why do you think we have young girls that uh, are, you know, exploring other things because, geez, you know, uh, they're not the victim. Apparently, they're the cause, you know, or they're making this thing up. They're they're crying for attention. They were raped. You know, my question is, where are the feminists? Where are the nows and the organizations like that who have been fighting for, quote, women's rights for years, but yet when something like this comes along, this, now let's, let's go through this. Tara Reid was a Democrat. A young Democrat. She was probably a feminist when she was a younger woman. She was one of, quote, them. And this guy assaulted her. Why aren't they coming to her side and her support? Because there's something out there that's more important to them than this victim over here. Right. And uh, Joe... You know, he's he's a chameleon. He changes colors all the time. Take that as you will with the color change. He lies about, uh, well, he, he, he lies about racism. He lies about, uh, he, he'll take things that somebody else has said and make them up. He is, uh, th- there's a big long list yeah. of Joe-isms. And this guy's entire life has been a lie. People look at him now, especially young people will look at Joe Biden right now and they think, oh, he's like my grandfather. Oh, he's a he's a nice old guy. You know, that's nonsense. One of the things one of the few things you get out of life as you get older is you realize the only difference between being a, a young criminal and an old criminal is age. Everything else is the same. I mean, the the guy inside really hasn't changed if you know what I mean. He's he's still the same guy that assaulted that woman 35 years ago uh, when he worked when she worked in his office. He's uh, just gotten better at the assault, you know, and well, he's gotten more bitter with age, too. You well, know? listen, so, hear, hear what he said yesterday. He was speaking in front of another group of the White House, which always gives me the shivers when I say that, Biden and the White House. But uh, here's what he said about some. Listen to this. Lactose, a lower prescription drug cost. Drug companies that raise prices faster than inflation. Now, that's all right. We like babies. You don't have to worry about it. It's okay. It's, okay. it's all right.
In fact, I like babies better than people. You know, uh, it always just amazes me that the left is so easy to cheer and whistle at the damnedest things that people say on the left. You know, they they make this. You know, you watch The View, and, and one of the uh, meatballs, and I use that uh, <laughs> I, I, intentionally. Talking about Whoopi? I'm talking about the hosts uh, up on the stage, the vacuous, empty people who are sitting in the chair speaking as if they're knowledgeable pundits, right? I, I look at them, make some stupid, inane remark, and the audience will start whooping. And I'm thinking, oh, where do they find these people? Do they hire an audience of professional whoopers and bring them into the studio and say, okay, and when the light goes on, I want you to cheer and whoop. Uh, it's that's amazing. why they got whoopee. That's true. You need they a whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop to whoopee. That's exactly right. Oh, my God. Uh, it amazes me that uh, we are in the situation we're in. And it gets back to if we get Trump back into office by some miracle, uh, you know, are, are, are we going to be divided again? Is the left going to continue to go after Trump to impeach him again, especially if they get a Democratic uh, majority in the House of Representatives again? Are we going to mm-hmm. go? I mean, is it going to be just a repeat of what we went through in, in 2018? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, the, the Democrats are already building uh, Joe up. Now, that doesn't mean that... He's going. I think he is going to run. Doesn't mean yeah. that he's going to stay in office, but they're going to run him because they have it in their mind, and they're even trying to tell DeSantis, who's getting ready to flame out because DeSantis the polls are- is not taking hold. So they're telling him, attack Trump on the fact that Biden's beat him before. Biden, I mean, uh, uh, Trump is uh, Trump can't win. What I would say, what I would say to DeSantis right now is, you haven't officially announced. So my suggestion to you, sir, is to not announce. Do not go out and try to challenge President Trump. You're going down to the polls, Governor. You've gone from the the 30s to the mid 20s, and it's because you made some key mistakes. What I would do is, I would come on and say, "Look, I have not, I have not officially uh, said that I was going to run for the president." presidency, and I'm not going to. This is not my time. And I, I throw my support behind our front runner, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And I would embrace his candidacy because you will then build up your popularity. I'm, I'm sure President Trump will stop his attacks on you, and after a while you'll be buddy-buddy again, and it will only embrace, it will only improve your chances in uh, in 2028, there is a chance that Trump may not be the candidate in 2024 because the Democrats, they keep going. They don't care that the evidence is not there for any of their claims. They want to indict him. They're, now they're back at Mar-a-Lago. You know, we want to see that. We want to talk to his attorney. We want to we want to go through those documents. There may be a crime there. All right. There may be a crime there. There may be nothing there, and that's what I really think is going on. You guys are fishing. Well, let's go back to the two-tier system of law that we have in this country right now. Uh, We have President Trump and his classified documents, which as president he had the right to declassify at any time. But 
in Washington right now, they're ignoring that fact. They're trying to make it sound like, well, he really didn't. No, he did. He was the president, and he had the authority to do so. You know, right. you can you can say whatever you want about this. You can describe it any way. You can have some guy who comes out and says, I'm the special prosecutor, and I believe that he broke the law in a number of key uh, areas. Bull. That's nonsense. You are a special prosecutor, yes, but you, sir, were never the president of the United States. And, uh, you know, if you are a really intelligent special prosecutor, you will know the president has the right to do that. But that being said... You're giving all this attention and all you're talking all about the criminal acts that President Trump may have done, and you're ignoring the overt and obvious criminal acts that Biden has done with having right. stuff in the Biden Penn Center and in his Delaware home and up in his lawyer's office in Boston. I mean, that to me says there's two tiers of of justice in our country right now a biden tier and a trump tier is that fair yeah it's fair but that's been going on for a long time yeah it's been that way for a long time i mean that goes back to nixon there was a there was a you know two-tier system of justice and you know but we've gone along with it you know but social media has probably made things more difficult for the democrats on one hand yeah. And easier on the other hand. Uh, we're not in a good situation right now. No. we uh, This weekend, there'll be a lot of things happening. It's not going to be a quiet weekend. You know, Trump has a rally on Saturday in Waco, Texas. And right. as of right now, he's still going enthusiastically. And I think it'll probably be a record number of people there because of all the attention he's gone through. People who want to be around him and show their support. You know, he, he raised... A million and a half, a million and a half dollars between the time he said he was going to be arrested, indicted, and I guess uh, yesterday, people. Just, and, you know, and that's the other thing they're going to try to do. They're going to say that he, he uh, fleeced that money from the people. Yeah. You know, he made. They're going to say that he made this whole thing up that he was going to be indicted, never had any intent to do it, and he used it as a way to get campaign contributions. And they're going to find a way to say that's well, illegal. Uh, to quote a friend of mine, let's back that truck up, all right, all right. Or, back, or back that horse up, whatever you want to back up. But um, if it was a, a, a false uh, allegation on the part of President Trump, then there wouldn't have been a grand jury and there wouldn't have been all of these people, witnesses coming into New York to testify against President Trump. He... He talked about when when they sent a letter from Congress to brag about wanting to have him come down and and testify in front of Congress about uh, a, a relationship between the New York DA's office and the White House. And uh, Bragg came out and said, uh, "I will not be, I will not be intimidated by Congress, and I'm not going to go. And uh, I justice will be dealt with." He said. Uh, I forgot the exact quote, but uh, fairly and equally or something like that. And that says to me, yes, he was going to indict President Trump. Don't deny it now because your case is falling apart. That's exactly what is happening. Your case is turning to jello. You've got people on the grand jury who have said, uh, I don't know, I, 
I don't think I, I can't indict this man. They've already they've, they've got they've got grand jury members who are who are now hesitating to indict, and we've got assistant DAs who've threatened to to uh, resign should he go ahead with this indictment. And so, and I would imagine he's got people calling from the National Democratic Party saying, "Hey." You're going to kill us out of here. I mean, you come across with this thing. It's only going to make Trump stronger. Uh, anyway. They're trying to bring him down. They sure as heck are. They really are. But there are there's other news, Bill. Other things are happening in the world. Um, President Trump uh, made a comment about Xi. Uh, you know, Xi was talking with Putin on a hot mic as they were as they were leaving. It says here, uh, President Trump called the recent meeting between China's Xi and Russian uh, leader Vladimir Putin uh, maybe a low point in history for the U.S. Uh, Newsweek reports on a viral tweet of a brief conversation between China's President Xi and Russian President Putin. A clip of Chinese President Xi Jinping telling his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin about how their countries were pushing through once-in-a-century geopolitical changes. Right. Uh, well, that, that tweet has gone viral. The New York Times journalist Ver- Valerie Hopkins on Tuesday tweeted the video, which said uh, she filmed after a state dinner in Moscow as the leaders were bidding each other a fond farewell. Uh, Xi's interpreter tells Putin in Russian, right now there are changes the likes of which we haven't seen for a hundred years. And we are the ones driving these changes together. Those are comments from the interpreter of Xi Jinping. To a now, do Putin. you believe that they didn't know that mic was hot? Oh, they knew. <laughs> if a guy's got a mic in your, in your face, what do you think? Maybe it's on. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think it was intentional. You know, they walk out of the restaurant and and they the restaurant had steps and they stop on the steps and turn to each other and the media is falling all over themselves in the street to get pictures and stuff you know that somebody's recording something mhm so yeah. and i think president uh, trump is absolutely correct but when you think about what's happened with all of the things that have gone on in the past two and a half years all of the embarrassments all of the negative things that this administration has done to our country, right. uh, for President Trump to say this may be the low point. I mean, how about the surrendering in Afghanistan? That was that was an amazing low point. People died. Uh, the the fact that we stopped building the wall at the border and and waved people in, waved strangers. They're still coming across. Uh, I could go on. I'm sorry if I'm long-winded today, Bill. I, I no, I it's okay. You're passionate. No, that's, that's a good thing. It, it is. It is one of those days. I find it interesting that I, I just saw a story that apparently the uh, factory where they make uh, the rockets, the engines for right. uh, nuclear missiles uh-huh. in Russia, uh, just blew up. It's 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 burning, and and what a coincidence that is. Are you serious? A, yeah. a nuclear missile engine factory it blew up in Russia. Yeah, it must have had a short circuit and something. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, well, you know, these Russians—they don't know how to do anything, you know. So, and we and we said we were going to retaliate for what was it? I always love the stories, the way they they write something, 
and then they had to go back and they explain it, but they said a suicide drone attack. That was a suicide <laughs> yeah, drone attack. Wait a second. Uh, there's nobody on a drone in the first place. Uh, it just took out yeah. by itself and went and blew <laughs> yes, itself up yes. on something. I think it was yelling kamikaze as it was diving into Well, that's the other thing they call it, the kamikaze drone. Wow. Well, yeah, you know what? If I had drones, yeah. I'd use them to spy. i use them to shoot things down. And you know what? Uh, I would take that old uh, Japanese form of uh, defense, and I wouldn't have to lose man. You know, yeah. man, and manpower. I lose a, you know. Have you else. noticed, Bill, have you noticed how poorly many stories are written nowadays by, yeah. by reporters? I, the yeah, st- I was listening to a lot of them on the way home yesterday. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I, I'm I'm no saint, you know, but uh, when it comes to grammar, but, uh, you know, I'm not out there making the big bucks to be the news person and, and say that, you know, have everything articulated just right because I'm just an well, everyday guy but, doing but, this. But I, I, I read stories and they, they go to press and they're typos all over the place. There are yeah. word misspellings. The the sentences are run on and they have no structure to them, and I'm thinking to myself, this is from a reporter, this is from somebody who's supposed to know what they're doing. Maybe they took an English lit course or uh, something. You would think that they would have some clue on how to write a paragraph, but some of these kids, they they don't, and you wonder, they get into positions of power, I think it has something to do with the media, with uh, television. I think a lot of people who are, quote, reporters uh, in television are hired because they have great hair and they have a wonderful smile or they're just thin enough to, you know, look great on camera. Um, Hey, that don't last forever, kids. No, it sure doesn't. Hey, uh, speaking of reporters, uh, Peter Ducey was... uh, uh, talking with Karine Jean-Pierre. I love saying her name. I, I always want to say it with a with a French accent. <laughs> Karine Jean-Pierre. Karine uh, yeah, Jean-Pierre. Uh, and, and he had a question to ask her. And, of course, Karine, being the forthright and uh, articulate person that she is, responded uh, as she normally does. <laughs> Thank you, Corrine. Uh House Oversight says they've got bank records showing a Chinese energy company paying three Biden family members through a third party. What were they paid for? Look, I'm, I'm just not going to respond to that from here. Look, it, we have heard from House Republicans for years and years and years um, how, uh, how the inaccuracies and lies when it comes to this issue. And I don't even where to begin to even answer that question because, again, it's been lies and lies and inaccuracy for the past uh, couple of years, and I'm just not going to get into it from here. Does she ever give a straight answer, ever? I've never heard her give a straight answer to anybody. No, she doesn't, and you know, she just, but she made a statement there. We've heard for years and years the inaccuracies and lies. Uh, Corrine, could you please showcase the lies, the inaccuracies? <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, explain that, because you're the one that brought it up, so yes. you should know what you're talking about. Oh, Corrine. What are the lies? Yeah, you got, you got to love these people, don't you? Um, Russia ramps up for nuclear conflict, says... British shipments of depleted uranium shells to the Ukraine brings, quote, the nuclear apocalypse closer. Ooh. 
Uh, Great Britain. You know, we are being softened for war. There was even a, a story last night where they were talking about from a nuclear physicist. He's saying, well, you know, actually, if you get if you get hit by a nuclear bomb, you're a, you're a lot better off than if a nuclear power plant went down because the fallout from the bomb only lasts so long where the plant fallout lasts for a long time, different types of isotopes, whatever. And I'm like going, right, why do we, you know, if it's Like, bad, like you it's have bad. a choice, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are you telling me here? Are you softening me to where... Oh, it, you know, nuclear war is not going to be that bad. Yeah, and I look at, I look at uh, Biden. Yeah, you know, and he's an old man now. Mm-hmm. And when he was younger, I, uh, you know, it was it was fun to you know walk around, make a lot of noise, and bang your big stick. But at the end of the day, you're going like, I'm still a young man. I don't want to go to a nuclear war because uh, I got my life to lose. Right. Biden right now is a cranky old man. He wants to get his way. And I think he would love to see a nuclear war because he's going, what does he have to lose? Really, what does he have to lose? If he's at point blank, he's eviscerated. If he's somewhere close, I'm sure that they're going to protect him or they're going to give him therapeutics that will sit there and get him through, you know, the the radiation. If not... They would give him that, you know, something to be gone with dignity and not feel a damn thing. He wants to play with these weapons, and we need to get rid of these sick old. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. From, uh, from get them out of here, because from what I understand, they have a massive and relatively new uh, shelter underneath the White House. I mean, like yeah. right next door, underneath the Rose Garden or something. It's uh, they've been they were working on it for quite some time. Uh, as recently as like five years ago, so mm-hmm. they've got a state-of-the-art facility right there. So, you know, if something's coming in on Washington, I'm sure Joe and his cronies will just head down to the shelter where they've got everything. He will be yeah. taken care of. And there are apparently there are cleanup ways now for certain types of nuclear waste that uh, they have the knowledge, the technology that they can sit there. And turn it into a useful product, which I'm like going, how that works, I have no idea. Yeah. But, you know, you got to think that for these guys to be touting war, you know, lily-nilly, they've got to believe that they have a certain realm of possibility to survive it healthy. See, what what Russia is complaining about, by the way, is uh, Britain, uh, they've confirmed that they would provide the Ukraine with armor-piercing shells that contain depleted uranium uh, alongside its uh, Challenger 2 tanks, uh, which uh, use them. So I guess Russians are saying, wait a second, you're going to give them shells that have depleted uranium in them too? It's bad enough that being hit with shells, but you figure that these dirty bombs that you're putting in the tanks are okay? This this is a mistake, Bill. This is this technically, I guess, is not a nuclear bomb, you know, as defined by uh, conventions everywhere. But it sure sounds like a dirty bomb to me, you know, to take deplet- depleted uranium and put it into a regular artillery shell. Yeah, and depleted ur- uranium. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, uranium has has a half life. 
that goes beyond yours and my age and probably, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the people listening's age all added together. Uh, it still is bad and will do bad things to you. It might not, not have the, the big, yeah. big, big boom effect, but it's going to have a boom. You know, where are the environmentalists? Because, you know, you start lobbing these shells all around battlefields, and if what you say is true and they have half-lives of, like, 300 years, you know. Well, it's more than that. But let's say you start lobbing them around a cornfield somewhere. That cornfield's going to be useless, going to mm-hmm. be off limits for centuries. Right, and, you know, we are the breadbasket for the world. Uh, you want to sit there and, and, and wreak havoc on us and a lot of people? Take out the breadbasket. You know, go wow. ahead and nuke our, our our farm crops. That's it. You know, Done. and if and if uh, a guy named Bill Knight in the U.S. of A. in uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, if you can think about it, you know somebody in Moscow has already thought about it, and they oh, probably yeah. they probably have their missiles aimed right for those uh, breadbasket cornfields. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would. Well, look, you cut off the head of the snake. You know, I mean, Bunker Joe, where is he going to be bunkered? Yeah. We have, there's a list on the Internet today of where all the Russian silos are. You know where Putin's going to hide. We have all of that, and they don't have that on us. And they don't have a- agents there that can get right by him and, you know, plutonium. I, you know, put, use that, just a little, you know, prick of the pen, and he's a dead man. Well, uh, we live in dangerous times, and we're like a, a hair trigger away from one of these people deciding to pull the trigger. You know, all we need is one mistake, and we never know when that mistake is going to happen. Hey, listen, we've just about run out of time. Can you believe this show is it's flown by? If you want to uh, contact us, you can call us at our, our number. We have a phone number, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And then there's that mail thing. It's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at crnamerica.com. So either way, uh, well, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of it. Yeah. Phone, email, and email. And you know what? We're also on social media. We have a, a Facebook page. You can look for itsanotherday.com. Uh, give us a like. Yep. Share us. You can catch the episodes there, too, as well. So, um, you know, use it. And that's one way you can help us grow. We're, we don't really push the social media pages. Right. And we just realized, you know, we ought to push them. You know, yeah, we have a big audience that's out there. But, you know, you, you, you always want a bigger audience and uh, more, more ways to, you know, get people to listen. We should also and, remind people, Bill, that uh, if for some reason we don't show up on your normal download site, for whatever reason, if you get it normally on a social media platform, and you find that we're not there. Uh, we are in a ton of other places: uh, Amazon oh, yeah. Music, Apple Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing many, many other sites. Also, you can go to our our website, which is itsanotherday.com. We're always there, so you can yep. get our show there. Uh, we probably will do some kind of an update over the weekend. Uh, we don't have to, but. The news cycle just keeps going along. You never know what's going to happen, and we always have something to do on, on 
the weekends. So. Something usually right around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, between yep. 4 in the afternoon and 8 on Saturday morning, something drops. So, and yeah, we have run out of time. My friend, you've had a busy couple of days. I hope you get some rest this weekend. Uh, I got to go. Uh, I got things I got to do today. So Things to do, places to go, people to see, huh? I, I think we should end with the uh, the Biden song, the Joe Biden. Oh yes, yes. I think he does the lead on the vocal here. I think he he'll, does. Yeah, I think he'll take us out. Have a great weekend, my friend. You do too. And uh, just think about Joe as he's singing this song, getting on Air Force One <laughs> as he stumbles up the steps and looks back. Huh? All together now. of freedom crn an america these days when you want an answer about just about anything you ask alexa you ask her about the weather you ask her who won your favorite sporting event you ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere well we did that too we asked her how many people have downloaded it's another day.com and this is what she said from acceleration.com it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>